and it's and it's teaching. Uh, you know, I've had the the privilege of learning a lot of different tools and methodologies um, everywhere, everything from <clears throat> breath work, meditation, uh, mindfulness, affirmations, mantras, um, a lot of really powerful uh, things that are that don't cost anything that you can just literally practice each and every single day. And I actually, I, I started doing this in my, in my training runs. Um, some of my training runs were up upwards of 60 miles on a Saturday or Sunday. Um, and it's very important how you talk to yourself. And, you know, outside of that, when I, when I'm not running, I was able to develop this skill of, um, that was my biggest, threat to myself was how I was speaking to myself, even going back to the modeling days of working for the top designers in Italy. Welcome to the Add Value to Entrepreneurs podcast, the place where we help entrepreneurs to not hate their boss. Our mission is to end entrepreneurial unhappiness. If you dream of changing the world, but you're not sure where to start, the Add Value to Entrepreneurs podcast will help you transform your life and business. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life that they desire. You deserve it, and it is possible. My name is Robert Peterson, former passer turned CEO and the smiling coach. I believe that success without happiness is failing, but there is hope. Join us each week as we bring you an inspiring leader or message to help you. Thanks for investing time with us today. Today's guest is an expert in high-performance habits. He helps his clients maximize their potential by incorporating a balance of health, exercise, meditation, and commitment. Chad Weller's personal determination and perseverance helped him overcome adversities in his own life, including his struggles with addiction that culminated with a car accident that nearly ended his life. It was this event that set Chad on the road to recovery and helped him to find his true calling. To help others master their mindset, tap into their true potential, and become a high performer. His passion is to serve as an example of what is possible if you're willing to commit to the life you love and make healthy choices. His mission is to inspire those who are willing to grow. Chad Weller and Robert talk about ultra running and the commitment, but also the gift of running and what it allows his mind to create. We have a great conversation about the parallels between development of the mind and physical development of the body. If you're an entrepreneur who started their business with a purpose and a passion that has been lost in the busyness of the daily grind, we get it. That is why we've opened up our free strategy calls. A lot of entrepreneurs, probably including you, just want a sense of clarity on the barriers holding them back that you need to overcome in order to accelerate your growth and achieve your dreams. These short 30-minute calls give you a chance to work with one of our coaches without any commitment or pressure. Scheduling is easy. Just go to smilingcall.com. Let's jump on a call and get you the help and clarity you need. Select a time and let's build your business. It's time for you to add value. Well, Chad, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited to uh, get to know you and learn more about your journey and and how you're impacting the world. I appreciate it. Great to be on the show. Absolutely. So typically start each show just with the guests sharing their entrepreneurial journey. Amazing. Yeah. So uh, I've been an uh, entrepreneur since 2010 and uh, currently I'm a high performance life coach. Nice. So what what led you down this path? Where'd you start in 2010? Uh, 2010 basically started um, 
pursuing a, a running career. I started running ultra marathons. Um, those ranging from anywhere from 50K to up to 100 miles. And uh, found out I was pretty good at it and actually became a professional ultra runner um, towards the end of 2010. So that was uh, really the beginning of my entrepreneurial career of um, really just getting getting the laying the, the groundwork to um, just getting out there on my own. Nice. So obviously turning professional as an ultramarathoner, um, does that involve sponsorship? Does that involve what's what's the revenue stream as a as a professional runner? Uh, the revenue stream is interesting, but um, yes, it is. It does entail sponsorship. So basically, I was my own agent for the first uh, six years, and then I was able to hire an agent my last two years of running. Um, so I ran a total of eight years. But yeah, it's it's everything from sponsorships to speaking engagements, um, uh, lots of traveling, and uh, lots of running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. After reading David Goggins' book, I had not not a lot of interest in ultra running. <laughs> yeah, um, mostly because he did it the wrong way. But right. <laughs> <laughs> never been a real fan of of running uh, myself. <laughs> the Marine Corps yeah. ran most of my running out of me. Right. <laughs> Although I I mean I understand for the people that 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 do it that the runner's high you know obviously is a real thing when you can get to that, but that peak performance and that idea of getting yourself to the place where you can run a hundred, you know, ultra marathon and, and, and your body obviously pays a price for it. But, but I think in preparation, there's a lot of correlation between that and personal development. Yeah. 100%. And I really got a lot out of, um, you know, running was able to teach me a lot. So I was going um, through a lot at the time in my life and really trying to reinvent myself and, you know, just stumbling upon running. And I, I used to hate running. Um, <laughs> I, I, my sports were basketball, baseball, baseball, and, you know, it, it was always a punishment to run. <laughs> so um, for me to, you know, many years later, um, have the opportunity to really um, do it at a high level, but also the biggest gift from running for me was able to, really just, you know, find myself in a way um, and really just uh, create the life that I have now. I mean, for me, I imagine one of the things that in personal development as an entrepreneur coach, coaching business owners, it, it it's a lot about the voice in your head. And I imagine running for ultra marathon, 24 hour runs, these, these ultra long distances, there's a lot of conversations going on between your ears. In, in, indeed, yeah, especially when you, um, you know, I'll back my story up a little bit. Um, you know, originally from Columbus, Ohio, um, at the age of six, I was diagnosed with a learning disability in ADD and ADHD. Um, and I was very hard on myself and um, felt a lot different from everybody else at, at a very young age. So sports was always my outlet and um, speed up to high school. Um, you know, I was bullied, was division one basketball player and baseball player and, you know, school was just not my thing. So I always just felt really different. I was very, I had this like complex, like I, I fit in, but I didn't fit in and, um, was just really confused, um, at, at those, those marks of my life. Um, decided to go to the Ohio State University. I was going to go play college basketball. I had some offers, but I decided not to and pursue 
going to a huge university and uh, got extremely lost there and had an opportunity to move to Miami Beach at the age of 18 to pursue a modeling career. So um, coming from a small town in Ohio, um, moving to the beach was pretty exciting for me and to be able to model around the world. So I did that um, for 10 years, modeled around the world in Italy, New York City, and thought that I was gonna be like my ticket away from, you know, this story I had about myself, but it was furthest from the truth. I kept getting more hard on myself, um, suffering from anxiety and depression, and was just starting to get more and more lost on my journey. Uh, moved back to Miami Beach, starting opening up five-star hotels, nightlife industry. Um, you know, as a model, you get paid to go out and, and, and be at different places. So that was my life for about 15 to 16 years of basically just getting paid to party. And um, again, suffering from a lot from depression and anxiety, and I got addicted to drugs and alcohol. I wasn't the kind of person that stood on the street corner um, begging for money to get drugs and alcohol, but it was part of my, the nightlife, just being out every single night, hanging out with a lot of celebrities and um, just getting just lost in the nights more or less and really, um, really disconnected from myself. And it wasn't an enjoyable piece. Everybody's like, wow, you have this amazing life. Like you get to do all these things, things out with these DJs and these rock stars and supermodels. And uh, I'm not going to get, don't get me wrong. It was fun, but I was still suffering inside, um, not even knowing who I was and just really lost on that part of the journey. Uh, speed up to 2009, I literally lost my, almost lost my life for the seventh time. So I committed tried to commit suicide a couple times, drug overdoses three times, and then ran into a 50-foot brick wall um, and was just really scared at that point and uh, didn't know if I was going to make it. I was cut out of the car and um, just decided I wanted to get help, and it was time to make big changes in my life. And um, it, it, it redirected me um, at a very challenging time, but I was able to find running. And that's really into that. That was, that happened in 2009, the crash. And then 2010 is when I, you know, started running ultra marathons. So what, what helped Chad start to change that story? Cause obviously the story follows you, right? The story, the story yeah. goes with you into modeling. The story goes with you in, into, into whatever, because the story is, is the story you're telling yourself about who Chad is and what Chad is worth. Mm -hmm. So, so how did Chad start to change the story of, of his own of his own self-worth yeah i really started believing in my starting to believe in myself a little bit um the running really gave me that opportunity to um, start trusting myself start believing in myself um uh, i hired uh, my life coach um in this process you know after going through many years of therapy and on medications um once i hired my coach it really helped redirect all this negative energy that was on the outside um, and allowing myself permission to go inside and really start to heal myself and love myself and and just do a lot of self-reflection and when you're running for 30 hours straight you've got a lot of time to reflect <laughs> yeah that's that's a lot of conversation with yourself yes mine mine would mostly be okay you could stop now okay you could yeah. stop now <laughs> there, there's a lot of that for sure Oh, what if, what have you gotten us into? <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> oh, so I, I mean, I love that you hired a coach. I love that, that, 
uh, I mean, it's interesting to have conversations with people about the difference between therapy and coaching. And, and, and it's interesting to me that coaching seems to be, um, lead to some better solutions. <laughs> and, and, and I, I, and I'm an advocate for both. I think people that have wounds that are, you know, wounds in their lives, if they have trauma in their life, they certainly, therapy is, is very valuable. Um, but coaching is, is so forward thinking and so forward looking that, that, that belief in yourself. Um, one of the things that I think is super powerful in, in coaching is that the power of borrowed belief, right? Mm -hmm. Cause a coach can come alongside somebody and, and loan them their belief, right? You know, just that, that I believe in you, right? Even the coach in a sporting, you know, on the sideline in sports is is believing in the quarterback. He's believing in the the center and telling him, "Look, I've got you. I, I believe in you. You've got this. You can you can do it, right?" And 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 that's that's planting the seeds of belief until somebody believes in themselves enough. And and our obviously our ego wrestles inside of us of you know, hey, you suck or hey, you're really good. And there's this <laughs> this balancing game between, you know, I suck and I'm really good all at the same time that, that we really need <laughs> outside voices <laughs> encouraging us to say, no, you really are good. You really can do this. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Yes. And it's, and it's teaching, uh, you know, I've had the, the privilege of learning a lot of different tools and methodologies um, everywhere, everything from <clears throat> breath work, meditation, uh, mindfulness, affirmations, mantras, um, a lot of really powerful uh, things that are that don't cost anything that you can just literally practice each and every single day. And I actually, I, I started doing this in my in my training runs. Um, some of my training runs were up upwards of 60 miles on a Saturday or Sunday. Um, and it's very important how you talk to yourself. And, you know, outside of that, when I, when I'm not running, I was able to develop this skill of, um, that was my biggest threat to myself was how I was speaking to myself, even going back to the modeling days of working for the top designers in Italy and the way I was speaking to myself and in, in, in becoming an, an entrepreneur, like that's the biggest thing that I see a lot of entrepreneurs that get, they want to go in and have their own careers, but how much are they getting out of their own way, right? A lot of us can tend to get in our own ways by just simply our self-talk and our self-talk is of importance. And I really stumbled through that so many times um, throughout. And I still do, to be honest with you, I still have those moments where I have that self-doubt or, um, you know, the scarcity mindset It comes in is like, oh no. But it's really just how do you, how do you uh, replace that with the, you know, the, the powerful, the empowerment of, of self and, and it's through love. I always talk mm. about moving through with love with self and really becoming more compassionate with self and kind to self. And that really goes a long way. I, th I think I'll speak for men. I think men, man to man, like sometimes we're trained to not connect to our emotions or be an ego and. Uh, righteousness and all these things and through my experience that was only me just getting in my own way oh that's so good jed all right so you mentioned a couple things in there you mentioned some tools methodology daily practice so let's dig into some of these daily practices yeah. what are the routines that have really helped you grow and and what routines do you continue to practice today yeah my routine um is is everything my morning routine especially um it's you know 
I really talk about the morning routine, um, you know, waking up the same time every day, um, big believer on, you know, hydration, uh, meditation, breath work, um, you know, hitting the gym, uh, running, uh, just like some, some type of movement, um, yoga. And it's something I do every single day. That's really what changed, um, my self-belief and help not only help me become stronger, but being allowed, allowing myself to connect with myself deeper. Uh, when, when you get up it and do the same thing every day, it takes discipline. And, um, a lot of people talk about motivation and it's, there isn't any motivation in my day. It's, it's just all discipline based and it's, I don't base it off of, do I want to do it? It's I get to do it, right? And it's it's really a choice. I can either choose to do it or not. And working through all of the different times I woke up and all the different morning routines, um, I really was able to establish mine around three and a half, almost four years ago, where I just choose to do it every single day. And it's it's giving me freedom. The discipline has given me freedom to be the person I am today, especially as an entrepreneur, because uh, being an entrepreneur, it's 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 a discipline and it's a choice to, if you really want something, um, to embrace it. And I embrace each and every day with through discipline. Nice. So there's, there's, a, there's this argument or this idea in many people's mind that that is the opposite of freedom. Right. And, and I think that the true freedom is found in discipline and found in having these guidelines, having these guardrails, having these expectations for ourself, um, that, that keep us in the place that we want to be. And, and people on the outside look in and they say, oh, but you've got all these restrictions, you've got all these limitations. Yeah. And, and that's the exact opposite of freedom. Yeah. But the, you mentioned it, you said you're more free now than you've ever been. How, how, do you, how do you help explain that to somebody who's looking at it from the outside saying, I, that doesn't make sense? Oh, because the payoff, the payoff and the reward after accomplishing so much in my mornings, in my days, it, there's just so much more joy and happiness because I'm actually moving in a positive direction. I'm actually not sitting around thinking or procrastinating or wanting to do something. I'm actually doing it. And that's that that doing took me a really long time to really just connect with and believe in. But I, I really, again, credit ultra running and, you know. I'm training for a race now, and this is my first race for a couple of years, but I was just so excited to get back into the to the discipline of running because there is a point in my career where I was running the upwards to 200 miles a week. Wow. And I was, that's that's a lot of running. And so I don't even drive that much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that makes two of us. <laughs> like, I, I, I've got a motorcycle that literally in two years hasn't, hasn't added 100 miles added onto it. Like. <laughs> I mean, partly because of COVID and the changes in my business and, and things, but it's, yeah, it's crazy. So, so running that far every week is, is, is admirable. Like that's, that's a lot of, requires a lot of discipline and, and obviously the benefits for you are far outweighing um, what many would see as a heavy cost. Right. But then that's also just that, that really awaking, even just signing up for a hundred mile race was really like, wow, how am I going to do this? Well, it's common sense and logic run, right? And put create a plan and get strategic with understanding your nutrition, understanding 
um, gear, understanding form and technique, the biomechanics, breathing, it's, it's all connected. So it's like that same, same calibration and, and, and within self is like learning. What are you willing to learn? What are you willing to implement into your daily routine that's going to get you to the place that you, you want to go? And it, I truly believe it's it's day to day. And I've been sober now. I mentioned my story earlier. I've been sober. I'll be sober 14 years, March 9th. Yesterday um, was my 28th year of being vegan. And it really, it's, it's, it's all things that I'm really connected to and driven, but it's also just part of me now. Even my morning routine, my discipline, and my healthy habits. I share my story a lot, um, one, because of what I do for a living, but I think it's really impactful. We all have a story, but it's all, it's, all of our stories are always a chance to learn or if you're willing to learn. And something I really take away from, you know, again, my, my running and, and running for so long, there's a lot of pain that you endure, um, pain that I was never um, okay with at the times, right? And like your toes, your hamstrings, your back, your head, like there's parts of your body, you're just like, why am I in, this is so much pain. They talk about the pain cave when you're running for that long. And it's just listening to the pain. So, you know, a lot of times I get really uncomfortable if it's my morning routine or if it's something at work I'm stumbling upon. It's like, I'm always willing to learn and change. And if it's something that's painful or causing tremendous amount of discomfort, I listen, I stop mm -hmm. and listen and pause. And I just take that time to really that's where I really allow myself permission to grow and evolve is when I'm uncomfortable. When I'm comfortable, I don't even like saying that word, to be honest with you. When I'm comfortable, is I'm just, I'm choosing to check out. We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by Perfect Publishing, a different approach to publishing a book. Perfect Publishing carefully chooses heroes of hope who exemplify living a life they created through faith, hope, patience, and persistence. No matter what page you open to in this mini cube of hope, you will find a leader with a big heart. You will see you are not alone. The authors may share similar challenges that only hope and action could resolve. Get your free ebook at getadoseofhope.com. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. Well, it's interesting, right? Because they talk about growth happens in pain. I think relationships grow in pain and, and we certainly grow as humans in, in discomfort and, and that willingness to step out of the comfort zone. Um, obviously, our culture has created it so that things are more convenient, things are more comfortable. Uh, you know, you can you can have now you can have food to, like people can binge Netflix for an entire week and never leave their couch except to answer the door for the door dasher. And and I think I think to be intentional is to step away from the comfort and convenience that our culture is creating around us. Um, although obviously it's profitable and that's the reason it's, it's those businesses are working, right? They're because they're, they're helping people stay in their comfort zone <laughs> rather than right. step out of it. Um, you mentioned some really cool things in there. First of all, I want to jump all the way back to love because I, I believe obviously love is the highest vibration. Mm -hmm. And I believe helping people moving in that direction. Um, I think our culture is encouraging too many people to stay in shame and guilt and and the yuck, right? Which is creating that anxiety and that stress. That that and and obviously, a lot of your story was based on a label, right? You were given a label by an expert, and you believe that label, and that impacts you even further, yeah. right? Because because 
they don't know how ADHD impacts your daily life, right? They, but all of a sudden you have this label and now you follow the form. Yeah. And so um, it, it, it takes a lot to break out of those for, a, you know, the story that you tell yourself. Yeah. And love is that love is kind of the superpower in that, right? Being able to love yourself, being able to love yourself beyond the label or, or through the label. I think our, our culture doesn't give enough credit, right? When, when a doctor tells you, you know, he's got the, the white coat on, he's the expert. He says, you've got cancer. Boom. Right. And if a person accepts that as their identity, then, then that cancer could starts conquering them from that moment versus yeah. the idea that you no know, cancer is a diagnosis. I don't have to own the diagnosis. I just have happen to have this, this thing going on that needs to be taken care of. And, and my body will work with me instead of against me mm -hmm. if I choose to let it. And I think our culture doesn't teach us enough about the brains and the body's power to fight disease, to fight these negative things. And when you're living in the positive, your body's working so much better and your body's giving you natural chemical dumps that are designed to help you feel better versus dumping the the adrenaline and cortisol that are designed for fight and flight. And so many Americans, I think, are sitting, their brains dumping fight and flight chemicals that are designed for you to run away like like an ultra marathoner running, <laughs> except they're sitting on the couch. Yeah. And those chemicals aren't designed to go into your body and into your muscles for sitting on the couch and sitting still. They're designed to go to war. And, and I think we really don't recognize the impact of of people that are sitting in that anxiety and stress, those chemicals are dumped into their body. For men, it takes nine hours to, to get those to process through your body. And, and none of us are moving at the level that we should be, especially with those things, you know, cortisol and adrenaline dumping in us. And I think people are missing out on, on the dopamine, the oxytocin, the serotonin, and those other endorphins that are designed to make you feel good. And the thing you mentioned for, for me, Right between these negative emotions, this the the shame and guilt, and I think those ones are down there like the lowest vibrations, right? Shame, guilt, um, bad relationships, anger and resentment, right? And not that we can't experience those, but those are all lower level vibrations. And the thing that's that that differentiates up here to joy and peace and love is action. Yeah. Right. And and I call it a line of courage. When we cross that line of courage and Basically, we own our shit. We take responsibility for our lives and we say, look, the only one that's going to fix me is me. The only one responsible for me is me. And I take action. And I love that about your story is that, you know what? You, you decided to start loving yourself and you took action. And you started, when you're taking action, you can start to recognize those emotions and you can say, wow, why am I angry right now? Right? Yeah. Because you're, you're owning it versus typical people are angry and they say, don't make me angry wait, or don't be angry. Right. And that's not helpful, <laughs> you know, versus seeing anger as a, as a warning light on your dashboard that says, Oh, something's bugging me. Yeah. Right. And now I'm, I'm at a place where I can say, well, all right, what's the expectation that's not being met. Right. right. What, what is it that I expect in this situation for myself that, that is not being met. That's you know, that's bothering me. And I don't think you can have that kind of awareness until you get to a place above that line of courage where you're taking action in your life. And so yeah. I love that you saw, you see love as the answer, right? Love, loving yourself, seeing love, experiencing love. 
um, and, and, and experiencing those higher emotions is what really leads you to having the awareness when those lower emotions get in and you can use curiosity to explore those, right? What's my body telling me? What's that pain mean? Oh man. And obviously when you're running, I, right, your shins hurt, your ankles hurt, everything. <laughs> There's a place where probably everything hurts. It's like, yeah. why am I in so much pain? But same thing with the emotions is you can start asking your body, all right, well, what do I need to do about this? Or what's this mean for me? And, and I think just having that awareness gives us a chance to be responsive instead of allowing our circumstances and life to just keep beating us up. Like, you know, it's the world's fault. God hates me, blah, 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 blah. I'm miserable because my boss, my, my partner, my, and everybody's expecting the world to make them feel better instead of saying, I need to just feel better. And I need to choose that for myself. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah, you're spot on. I think it's what I really guide people and, you know, through my messaging is, is it's a, it's a want, you have to want this. You have to want to feel good. You have to want to love yourself. You know, we're all here and we're desiring love or, to be in a relationship with love or feel loved. And a lot of us, like you said, we're, we're not taught to love ourselves, mm. you know, if, and if we, some of us get the opportunity to learn how to do that. And, you know, it was very awkward. It was very messy, still can be very awkward and be very messy. There isn't, I'm living this perfect life now where I'm just like happy every single day. I still have my moments. I still have my um, times of, um, disconnect, I call it, but allow myself permission to feel that, to release it and let it go and allow myself permission to, to connect and love myself and, and be in a conscious state. And, but it's, it all goes back to, <clears throat> excuse me, it all goes back to 2009 when I really wanted to change my life. And each day is an opportunity to wake up and create the change. And that's what I, I thrive on each and every day is how do I create change today? You know, and my whole methodology and my mindset is how I do anything is how I do everything. And that has been my ticket to happiness. Mm, so good. Well, and I, you mentioned just signing up for this next ultra run changes everything, right? So it's yes. not, only, not, only have you, not only have you set a goal, but you've said, here's a deadline. And now I've, yeah. now I've got a goal and a deadline. And now what do I got to do to make sure that I don't kill myself on that day because I'm not ready. <laughs> right. And, and I think, most people don't don't take that level of action right by by setting yourself up all right on this date i'm going to be running 100 miles 125 whatever it is right? and if i got to run 100 miles on this day what do i got to do to make that happen um you know and and, and at some point it's got to be more than just putting on the running shoes but yeah. for some people it might just start with putting on the running shoes right 100%. and changing their identity as a runner yeah I mean, even if it's, even if it's, you're looking to, you know, not jump into ultra running and do these crazy long races, <laughs> even if you're looking for a little bit of change in your life is just address like what is currently working? What isn't working? What is it that you want? What little habit can you change in the morning? Can you wake up at the same time every day? What discipline do you have? Can you drink a, a glass of water when you wake up to rehydrate yourself? Can you go to the gym three or four days a week? Can you eat, make healthy choices throughout your day? So it's really just implementing small changes. Um, my story is just dumped here really quickly, but it started with that day when I woke up on March 13th and didn't know if I was going to live or not. 
this started with one little change right there and decision of saying, I want to change. And then I remember it was just, I was just I, I, for ye- about two years, I was just doing a little, little things to change just to get to know myself. Like I was, I was, it was just unpacking a lot of, of, uh, trauma and self-talk and just like, redirecting myself in a positive way but it does just take one little choice in your day one little opportunity to open the door to discipline connect with discipline get outside of your comfort zone that's when you start noticing little changes you tap into the dopamine releases and you're just like wow i can actually i can actually i can i can do this like okay i can actually lose weight or i can actually stop drinking or i can actually stop smoking cigarettes or you know, watching TV at night or, you know, just doing these little things. I think we all just get stuck into these habits, especially my evening routine is just as important as my morning routine. I talk a ton about my evening routine. What do we do? We have access to TVs. Now we have social media, all these different things, all these YouTube. I mean, there's so many distractions. We can even do them throughout the day, but ask yourself, what do you do? Happy hours. I remember I used to go to happy hour day, four o'clock. Like, <laughs> It's like, I deserve to go to happy hour. You what? You deserve to go to happy hour and get drunk? Like, that doesn't make any sense. So now (laughs) my mindset is I deserve to go on my walk around the marina and look for seals or uh, go on a walk with my my partner. Like, watch the sunset, go to the beach. Like, I look for healthy things. So if anybody's out there listening, you're looking to change one little part of your life, what aspect can you bring in the morning and evening that would be something that's healthy, benefiting your health, your mindset, your energy? That's going to give you something from it, make you feel good. Well, isn't it funny what our comfort zone calls a reward, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, the idea that I deserve happy hour. <laughs> yeah. Tell me, tell me that's not marketing, right? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Like, you know, live it like the idea of living for the weekend. You know, yeah. people that are living for the weekend have been programmed by this employee mindset that yeah. that we're supposed to just work, work, work. And then, oh, the weekend is our great reward. And instead of finding the reward in the everyday. Yeah. And I think one of the things that, that we try to do in our, in, in our coaching is to help people see their dream, right? What is it that you want? What is the life that you really want? And, and put that back at the center instead of on the horizon. Um, so much of our dreams, right, where that's a retirement or bucket list or down the road. And it's like, no, pull that back to right here. And then, and then figure out how do how do I make that happen? And I think you do that by signing up for that marathon, right? Mm-hmm. That pulls it right, pulls running right back to the center and says, I, I'm going to make this happen. How do I, how do I have to do it? Right. And, and it changes. Yeah. You have to, you have to change some things, but, but you can start changing little things. So I love that you, you know, what are the little things? And, and I, I think when you start changing the, the little stories you tell yourself, you start changing the big stories you tell yourself. Yeah. And, and, it, and, it, and it, it really can make a difference. So let's talk about authenticity. Obviously, you, you speak on stages now and, and you're sharing your story a lot. And a lot of people are afraid to be their authentic self and share their junk. But the yeah. truth is, that's what that's what people need to hear. Yeah. Yeah. It took me uh, quite some time to really realize that that was the most beneficial thing I've done on my journey was being able to one, accept who I am um, and be able to um, use, utilize my voice. 
and to share my story. And I was very ashamed. Uh, you mentioned earlier that deep down, you know, that shame and blame. And that's something I carried with me since I was six, right? Mm. I was diagnosed. And so I was always, um, always ashamed of what I had gone through. And really I was able to redirect that energy and how, how to turn it in and reframe it to how can I create an impact on somebody's life that may be experiencing similar challenges or feeling a little stuck on their journey to share it. That's, you know, I'm, my big thing is not to share my story about I've done this, this, it's like, my story is like lots of ups and downs, lots of rock bottoms, but then it's just, what are you willing to change? And then if you're willing to change again, one thing or two things in your day, your whole life can change because once you start tapping into that feeling of being authentic and your true self, that's when you get the momentum. That's when you start really creating this and believing in this inner self that we all have in our inner child. We all have the inner child and our inner self, but it's really just believing in ourselves and tapping into that self, but not being afraid to share your story or helping out a friend, a brother or sister, or, you know, son or daughter or next door neighbor or friends. It's, it's really being open. Well, and, and I think there's also that point where you finally figure out that the voice in your head isn't necessarily you. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's a challenge for a lot of people because we believe that voice in our head is, is us. And when it says, you know, Oh, you can't do this. Oh, this, this is going to hurt. Oh, this ain't right. You, you believe that that's you know your thoughts and and it's and and it's it's all you got and the fact that you can change that and you can reprogram it and you can say wait a minute you know why why do you believe that and mm -hmm. I think it it can shift us from judging ourselves to having curiosity about ourselves like why am I asking that you know why am I believing that why am I saying that <laughs> why is that thought coming up right now. And, and trying to figure out the the source of this negative little voice that that's constantly hounding us and and you start to shift it and like you said it, it doesn't lead to a perfect life but it definitely gives us some of these tools that can say whoa wait i've been down this road before i and i can hit the brakes yeah <laughs> rather rather than crash into the brick wall exactly yeah those it's so so powerful all right so Love to keep things. I, I mean, we've kind of gone down a mental health pathway and talked about love. And so, so how important is play and fun for Chad? Oh, playing fun is super important. It's a, it's a daily thing for me, especially like even in the mornings, I like to, you know, on my runs, I play around and have some fun, jump around, do some stuff. Um, you know, each and every day it's like, that's my happy hour is getting out and doing something. And, you know, if, even if it's just as silly as going to the beach or uh, going for a walk, going to the rooftop to watch the sunset, joking around, talking to my nephews. Like, I mean, there's so many different things. I think it's just about what you want to create and how do you want to feel. But, um, you know, I love traveling, all those different things. I think it's just setting yourself up for success is doing the things that you want to do and mm -hmm. connecting to those things that you want to do. And that's, you know, that's what I love about being an entrepreneur and learning all the things I've I'm learning still to this day is I just choose to have fun each and every day. And it is being playful. It is doing things um, 
it is i just went and did a big training run on saturday i was having a blast i was just out there by myself for like three hours just running through the santa monica mountains and just you know seeing wildlife and it was just running through the clouds literally like it was just so much fun just being out there and exploring nice all right so with all the success that you've had what's what's your biggest challenge uh, my biggest challenge is I'd say the work, the work that I choose to do each and every day and showing up for myself. Um, because it's really easy, especially with our paths and my past I'll speak of, it's really easy to check out and say, today's not the day, I'm not gonna do this, or I don't wanna wake up, I don't wanna go to the gym. So I think really that challenge each and every day is, you know, it's just embracing that challenge. And uh, I like to take things day, to, day by day and um, just embrace those challenges. So uh, for me, it, it is the, um, it's the choices. We have so many choices we can make in a day and they're either gonna de derail you from your path or you can choose to stay on your path. And those decisions, trust me, are not easy. Nice. All right, <laughs> this, is the, this is the silly question that sometimes is the hardest. What was your most memorable date? Most memorable date? Yeah, with your significant other, usually. Yes, I would say um, hiking in the Santa Monica Mountains, and it was very playful. It was very fun, um, and challenging at the same time. It was a little bit uncomfortable because I was going to go a little bit longer, but I decided not to. But it was just a, it ended up being just an amazing date, super fun, super playful, and just able to explore and let you know both of our inner childs out and just play around and and just have fun in the mountains. Nice. Yeah. All right, Chad. What's what's the big dream? Oh, the big dream. Um, just to continue doing what I'm doing. To to just wake up each and every day to be happy. Um, to explore more of the world, um, learn more cultures, uh, love to study some languages, um, get my book finished, uh, and really just continued um, my legacy, creating my legacy and creating a positive impact um, and continue um, taking care of myself. Nice. All right, Chad. So the last uh, 35 minutes, our entrepreneur audience has just uh, been listening to your great value and and all the things that you've learned along your journey and you want to leave them with Chad's words of wisdom, what would you share? Create the change each day that you wake up. I always recommend saying thank you. Thank you for today and ask yourself, what are you willing to change today? And when you start having this inner dialogue with yourself, when you first wake up, it gets you really excited about the opportunities in each and every day. And people talk about what they want to do five years, two years, a week, month, I was like, well, what are you going to do today? And so I really thrive off of what I'm going to do today and how to create change. So if you're out there listening, I highly recommend is creating a morning routine, asking yourself, telling yourself, thank you, or getting an opportunity to say, thank you. Thank you for today. And ask yourself, what are you willing to change? What do you want to create today? And that just sets you up for success because you start thinking outside of the box, right? Instead of just going through, you know, maybe some of the, the things you've been doing for many, many years. Chad, thank you so much for taking the time today to share. I just appreciate your vulnerability and authenticity. Love your story and, and the wisdom that you shared. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. This episode is brought to you by Intentional Decisions. 
that lead to massive success. No, those aren't companies promoting our show. They are qualities that you need to build your business and take control of your life. So to help you out, I'm offering my most popular worksheets to help you plan the future you want and audit your calendar today. The best way to get what you want is to know what it is and start making sure that your calendar matches. You can download them free today at addvaluemindset.com. If you will take action by just completing these two activities, they will change your life and business. I promise you a new level of results in the coming year. The problem is that we make things so complicated and we lose focus on what is really important. These tools will help you refocus on what matters most. When you align your passion with your purpose in your work, you can be happier and start doing the things you wanted to in the first place, like spending more quality time with the kids. To get your free copy of the tools to start tackling your busy schedule, go to addvaluemindset.com. If you enjoy the show, please like, subscribe, leave a review. But most importantly, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone who needs to hear it. Share, share, share. In our next episode, we sought after speaker and coach sharing about taking the leap into greatness. Each of us was created with greatness inside and the world needs your greatness. You build your confidence by stepping out into faith.